you guys want to hear the latest news in Conor McGregor, John Jones, and Dana White, don't forget to like and subscribe. Subscribe. Don't even ask questions. Just do it. <laughs> Why are we talking to people? Let them know. Get it out. Shout the rooftops. This is the bee's knees. To misinform. Octagon. Update. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back, ladies Boom, and gentlemen. another one. We got another awesome podcast for you. UFC 254 just happened, and we just saw history by Khabib to bow out. 29-0, that's his career. So he says, is it? I don't know. 155 is wide open. So let's see what happens with that, as well as Ty Tavasa delivering, Volkov delivering. Pure well, Vendor. Whitaker, the Reaper, delivering as well, folks. What does this mean now for the 155 division? Does Connor, is he going to be back in royalty on top? All this and more. Stay tuned. Do you think Khabib is being serious about be going to retirement? I would say Khabib is being 100% serious, but I don't think that he knows that he's even going to fight in the future because the money's going to be too great. And he, if you think about it, I, I, I don't know his family personally, but uh, I bet his father would want him to fight. At least get to 30-0 and because that's what the original plan was. Do you think the UFC will offer him GSP eventually after he mourns his father? He did, however, did promise his mom that he would stop fighting, and he is a man of his word. I don't think that he's going to be fighting GSP. Um, I think that he'll probably be fighting someone else just because if he's going to fight GSP, it's probably going to be within the next year, and that's not going to happen. Um, GSP is going to get too old and Khabib is going to be too good for GSP at a certain point when GSP hits like 45. How old is GSP right now? 30, 40, 39, 39, yeah, 39. So I think that the time has passed for that. Maybe, maybe GSP at 42 could have a super fight with Khabib. But, but I don't, again, I don't think it's going to be fair. GSP did, however, say that he would be done fighting at age of 40 and that was his goal. So he said, we only have one more year to book this fight. And GSP was asked if he would pursue this fight and ask Khabib to come out of retirement or not. And he said no, that he respects him too much. And if it's his time to retire, then he respects his decision and he's not going to pursue it. He had a great career and Khabib's always been a respectful man, especially when he saw him in Moscow, Russia. He yeah. bought GSP a hotel room out of his own money. He said, mm -hmm. do not stay there. The fans will get to you. Stay here. And he paid with it out of his own pocket. What a gentleman. That UFC fighting money. Oh, yeah. And the motherfucker is paid, dude. He is like, other than Connor, he's the second earner. Fun fact. Most people do not see that, though. And I'll bet that he's going to take all that money back home and just give it to everyone he knows. And after this fight, he's a bona fide superstar. So his stock just rose. And now he's going to, he's just going to retire on top like a boss. Oh, he's untouchable. Good for him. Good he's for him. He's been untouchable before the fight. And then now after this, he's, he's definitely guy. untouchable now. The way he handled Justin Gaethje, oh the way he God. went out there. At first, I thought, oh, this is going to be a good fight. And then five seconds the into the fight, the I was pressure. like, wow. The pressure, I knew it because Justin. once I saw Justin Gaethje was gassed in the very first round, that's when I knew Khabib, it was going to be an easy fight for him. It was the look on his face. You yep. could just tell. He's like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. He now, was scared. Some people say that Gaethje won that first round. The Some two, crazy two judges actually said Gaethje won the first round, and I uh, disagree wholeheartedly with those. I'd call him the doctor. I'd call the doctor, and let's uh, let's see if those judges are seeing the let's same thing. Let's examine those judges' eyes. Conor McGregor, stay tuned <laughs> for more Conor news. Conor McGregor, Dana White, John Jones. What more do I have to say? <laughs> so we're gonna run over these fights real quick, but don't forget to hit the like and the subscribe button before we get started, guys. Do it. Do it, do it now. Get in the chopper and hit the like button. Do it now. Khabib won the first round pretty handily, I thought. If it was scoring based on kicking the other person's legs, I could see Justin winning. But besides that, besides those leg kicks, which was honestly I thought was a good game plan to and come then, out and, and kick the leg and try and uh, destroy his base. Well, we all knew that Justin was going to come out swinging for his legs. That's a pretty much... Uh, attackful game plan that he's always used in his previous fights Made but Khabib you have to say dude the guy did improve his boxing actually looked pretty good and everyone always was ripping on his boxing but his jab was pretty uh, spot on and his pressure and his movement he was cutting all the angles you know yeah I, I agree with you there I mean it seems like every time he steps in the octagon 
he raises it another notch. I know. And it's almost like he did a he had a perfect bout this time. Uh yeah, Khabib pretty much fought a flawless victory. Second round choking him out via triangle choke, which was very impressive, Nick. Beautiful switcheroo from the armbar to the triangle choke. And I believe you you told me this interesting story where Khabib purposely did that. That was his first off his father's favorite submission. He knew that that Gaethje was not going to tap he knew that Gaethje was not going to tap, and he also knew that Gaethje's parents were there, and he didn't want to make a mockery in front of his parents because he knew that Gaethje wasn't going to tap, so he didn't want to break his arm in front of his parents. Like so a true gentleman, he just switched it to triangle choke because he didn't, well, he did tap, but the ref didn't see it. I thought he, I guess the ref thought it was strikes, which I, we all saw it was a tap, and then... Yeah, he choked him out, which he did go unconscious, like he said. And, uh, yeah, good for him. So where does this put Khabib in your eyes on the Mount Rushmore? At the very top. Oh, you think I he's the GOAT? Khabib's at the very top of my Mount Rushmore just so because top, he what never is the Mount Rush? Mistake. What is Mount Rushmore? Top five or top four? Top four. And okay. I'll give it to you right now if you want. Give it to Give me your list so we can argue. Number two, because Khabib is, not number, is number one. Number okay. two is Royce Gracie because he's the first guy. Okay. He's in it for, like, ever. He's lost, I think he only lost three, and he lost to two Japanese guys, I think. I got I to gotta check out who else he lost well, to. Well, he, he fought 300-pound men back when no one knew what jiu-jitsu was. That's how you get on the you mat. Know? That's Rushmore. how you get on the mat. And everyone fought tournaments. So we've got Khabib, <laughs> back then. Royce Gracie. Royce Gracie, okay. I've got GSP just because he is a god. Okay, I like it. I like it. And then I've got the fourth slot. Wide open because I can't put Jones up there because he keeps testing hot, and that's unfortunate. I'm not putting Jones on my Mount Rushmore, and I would like to actually put a lady up there, so I'm going to go Amanda Nunes. Ooh, I like it. So that's my Mount Rushmore. Um, so my Mount Rushmore would be one number one, John Jones. Number two, GSP. Number three, Khabib. And I sort of agree with you with Amanda Nunes, to be right. honest. She scares the crap People out of me. People are going to say Ronda Rousey, but... They're Ronda, casuals. <laughs> but Ronda Rousey, that was before the division even had legit wo woman contenders, you know? We know that Holly Holm is greater than Ronda Rousey in UFC mathematics. Oh, yeah. With the, the oh, kick yeah. to the head and the, the sleeper. and the Misha Tate was above Ronda Rousey in my book. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, so... so. And then Amanda Nunes... About, but now, Shevchenko. Shevchenko, if she, she's got a few more hey, bouts to go through, but this isn't forever changing Mount Rushmore. Well, let's let's get into John Jones. Why don't you have him on your Mount Rushmore? I'll tell you, uh, the, when we talk about John Jones, we immediately I think of Israel Adesanya, yeah. and I think Izzy has a few more bouts to get through, but he's everything if not on my Mount Rushmore. So say John Jones wins the heavyweight championship. And then, somewhere down the line, fights Israel Adesanya and beats him. And beats him. Yeah, he'll then be on my my route. Yeah, number one or just on it, just because of the alleged drug use. He'll be on my graffiti-ridden steroid Mount Rushmore, along with oh, Brock so Lesnar. You're gonna, you're gonna do the DC thing, along with, where there's yep. a PED yep. Mount Rushmore. Because you know, we talked about this before. I think there needs to be a PED league. That once you test hot, you get banned from the safe Okay, league. so it was a different league back then. It was a different UFC. And I can quite confidently say that most fighters were on the juice. And uh, that was just, you know, the culture. Because I think we've established that Adesanya was on the juice at one point. Um, neither fight. confirmed or denied. And a, pinko, pink, a pinkogram is about as much as uh, the titty is showing to me so do if that which you will but uh yeah john jones is still on it for me he has a better resume than uh khabib in my mind gsp is second because he not only was the most dominant welterweight of all time he came back and stole the middleweight title mm -hmm. just for shits and gigs yep and uh yeah he's 39 and he still looks like he can can compete at the top of the game. So I can agree with you. But Khabib, he really, if he would have came back one more time, he's only 32. Like he's in his prime. 
if he would have had a, a longer body of work, because most of his wins were outside of the UFC. This is only the third time he's defended his title. Correct. Yep. So, I mean, look at John Jones, how many times he defended it, you know. It's not even comparison. Look how many times. times he said. Exactly. Exactly. So, I do not agree with John throwing heat to the fire or to the flame. Do you want to get know? in some of those, uh, some tweets, of those that tweets he gave out? I like, don't agree. At first, he was like, yeah, I'll let you have the pound for pound, you know, spot until I take it at heavyweight. Because once he's a heavyweight champion, he will be the pound for pound. And that's all Khabib wanted. He just said, give me the pound for pound title and I'm retiring. See you. So John's like, I'll give it to you until I get it. And then he was like, actually, I am the pound for pound great. And I am the GOAT still. And uh, not very humble in my mind, but uh, he's not. He has a big argument there. In my mind, I'm a John Jones dick rider, so it is what it is. I'm going to put him number one. No, I understand where you're coming from, but no one on my Mount Rushmore has a loss to the hammer. Matt Hamill. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, according to our uh, boy uh, Bisbing, he is the strongest motherfucker he's ever grappled with. Yep. He's very, very so, strong. Do you put it against the man for uh, <laughs> bailing out? And again, these were illegal strikes. These were, uh, it was a little <laughs> iffy, and I think that they could probably argue that Jones was winning the fight handily. We all know Jones won that. Even Dana said that. He's like, we're trying to get rid of that win, so Dana, he's undefeated. <laughs> yeah, Dana does say he's undefeated, like publicly. He's like, that never happened. He's undefeated. Um, we're going we're to skirt that. But uh, but yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. I think Jones is right there, like 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 chipped at the bottom of my Mount Rushmore. Like he's basically there. But I just want to. But we'll see where this Mount. This is forever changing Mount Rushmore because the game is evolving really quite rapidly right before our eyes. So we're gonna see where it's at in just a couple years, maybe two, three, possibly five. In five years, I'm sure we're gonna have a different list by then. Girl talent keeps getting better and better every yeah. year, and. It shows, like, the talent pool. Like, we watched a girl today, last night. It was, um, what was her name? Miranda Maverick. Miranda Maverick, and she, that was her UFC debut, and she was looking really good, and that's how good the talent pool is getting. Yeah. And she said she's coming for everyone. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, she's at straw weight, too, so she's going to come for uh, a girl, Shevchenko. And Nudis just had a kid, too, so I think that might change things a little bit. It might not. I want to see... Shevchenko get a get a couple more wins and then Amanda do the same and then get that super fight. They have already fought twice, but you know Shevchenko's not really that big of a girl, so moving up just 20, 10, 10 pounds when she's already naturally at that weight as a one twenty five. So I don't know. I think the UFC needs to get more women in the the lighter weights because that's what women fight at. They fight at lighter weights like one fifteen, one hundred five. You know. Adam, wait, can we get one? Can we get one, Dana? That's all we're asking. You can delete the 145, but just get the Adam, wait, roll on that. And Shevchenko is really dominant right now. She's an all-around. She's like a karate, like, Muay Thai. And she's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, I believe. So, like, she's all-around great. Mm -hmm. She's great. That's she can awesome. dance, too. Yep. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So, yeah, she has a fight coming up soon, too. And uh, Laura Murphy called her out, so it's good to see a 37-year-old that has a 19-year-old son at home, get the W. Laura Murphy was looking great. Mm -hmm. But in uh, the UFC's defense, she did get a UFC debuter that was not even ranked. That was their first fight in the UFC. And Lauren Murphy's ranked top five. So, of course, she's going to get that dominant win like that. But more about the 155 division, Nick. So where do you see this going? Who do you see... What fight do you see that the UFC will make for the title? Well, here's what I think needs to happen. One, Poirier and Connor need to fight. Okay, that needs to happen. Oh, that's going Although, to happen, I believe. We all know Connor's going to win that fight. So let let time uh, pass. Whether or not, I want Diamond to win that one. I do too. I do too, but I just don't. That's just not how it works. So I think Connor's going to win. And then we're going to move on to the next one, which is going to be Michael Chandler facing the boogeyman, Tony Ferguson. And once that fight happens, mm -hmm. then we need to get the winners of those two to fight. Because I think that Justin Gaethje proved himself to hold the belt, although he doesn't want to do that on a personal level. I think that he would much rather fight someone 
um, which he might end up fighting Chandler, which I don't think that should happen. Well, Gaethje does believe that whoever he fights tonight next will be for the title. He does believe that. Yeah, because it's wide open right now. I I honestly, the UFC is all about the money and the views. So I believe in my whole heart that Poirier and Connor will be fighting for the belt. They're just going to make that a title fight. That's what I assume. Hmm. That's yeah. my. That's what I'm thinking. You could be right. Yeah, I mean, they you could want be right. they want Connor to have the title. That that's that makes money and that makes views for the UFC. You know that that brings in the most pay per view buys if Connor has it. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying there. That's a smart that's a smart analysis by you because that's all about the money. And then I'm not I'm not saying that Gaethje won't fight Connor then after that, but Gaethje might have to wait for that fight. Um, the 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 155 division so stacked. So, I I do think um. I do think the boogeyman versus uh, Michael Chandler. I think uh, I think that will happen. That's a good fight. I and think that will happen. Michael Chandler cannot be fighting. For, I mean, he can, and he he almost did. I don't think he deserves to fight for the belt right off the bat. I think he needs to fight a killer first in the UFC, and then he can get it. I think he will. I, I think, think he'll fight Ferguson. I think Ferguson will beat him. To be honest, really? I really do. Yep. I mean, he's untested in the UFC, so exactly. we don't know. Exactly. And Ferguson's coming off a loss, so he's going to want to. You know, get back in the win column. Ferguson's probably losing his mind wherever he's at in the world right now. I know. It's crazy to think about. He thinks Dana White hates him. <laughs> Dana White might just hate him. Khabib is a true gentleman. After he fought Dustin Poirier, he wore a Poirier the diamond shirt, and he gave some of his purse to Dustin. Khabib's a good guy. He's just an all-around great guy. He really is. He's there to help the world make the world He's a man of place. faith. And he's a man of his word. I'll tell you that much. Conviction, determination. He is definitely greatness. I'll tell you that much. Did Dana confirm McGregor and Poirier were going to be at 155? Is that... He said this before the uh, Khabib-Gaethje fight, even. He said that they will be at 155 because if they're going to... Because the winner of that was going to be fighting Khabib for the title. And he said, if this is a title contention fight... It has to be at 155. Okay, so but then Khabib, before, why, then Khabib was asked if he wanted to fight one of them, and he said, no, I already tapped out both of them. Why would I want to fight them? Which Khabib now, no one's ever done this ever in lightweight history, won three back-to-back title defenses by submission. He's a killer, man. It's crazy. He's the GOAT. He's the best pound. And you know he's a nice guy because he could hurt you even more, but... See, the only reason why he didn't tap... This is what I'm thinking now. The only reason why he didn't um, tap Connor out earlier was because he wanted to create damage to him. Mm -hmm. The other fights, if you've noticed, he ends them pretty early because he respects people. If he respects you, he'll tap you out early. Yeah, he's not no, going to give you damage. He definitely did that on purpose. He, he, like he to Gaethje, he didn't give him any damage, and he could have gave him damage yeah, if he wanted to. Exactly. He so, definitely carried Connor. Like, he... he yeah. Basically made he it. Took so off the third round. That's the only loss that he has on his record. Questionable of yeah. rounds. Yeah, no, he's I mean, ever I, lost. He lost that round. I and guess. he took off. He did the whole Lawler thing where I'm taking off this round to save my energy. And then, yeah, he submitted him the next round pretty easily. He submitted him and then jumped out of the cage and tried to fight uh, Connor's <laughs> buddy and then tried to fight another guy and then well, and then arguably his in. arguably his buddy Dylan Dennis is nobody's buddy. <laughs> A few cheap shots to Connor. That was the best part when the other whoever jumped in there, Khabib's buddy. Connor was just putting this on a social media the other day. He's like a year ago or two years ago today, where he was, um, Khabib's corner was rushing in after him, and he was like uppercutting the guy. They, he did get some clean shots on Connor, but Connor did more damage on him, obviously. Mm -hmm. But that was after Connor was, you know, those probably hurt a lot. Just, just fist, straight up yeah. fist. Just sitting there after the fight, you know, he was not ready for all that, but he still could fight. He has the Irish fighting him. That was just, just seeing Connor's look on his face, that that look of when he looked up at Khabib after Khabib just choked him out, looked up and, and just blew it out, and he's like, "I just got my ass whooped." And he's like, "Talk now, talk now, if you want to talk, talk now, talk. Yes. we talk now." <laughs> that was so good. That was so good. And then on his rise up, he's just like. You don't want to do this. Let me win. This is my destiny. He would always say that to people. <laughs> yep. Like, you don't have to do this. We don't have to do this. I don't have to hurt you Just any longer. Just, Just tap. Up. Just tap. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. Oh, man. He's one of them. He's going to be That's missed, for sure. man. He's going to be missed. R.I.P. 
But he did say he was going to help out coaching. Of course, he's, ne- he's never going to leave the mat. We'll see. Him he's going to help out coaching with Javier Mendez. And he said, Coach, I help you all these fights, right? I've been helping you out. I'm going to continue. We're going to get another champion is what he wanted to do. And they're going to try to fast track his cousin, Uzmar Nurmagomedov. In regards to that, DC was just talking with talking to Errol Hawani on the DC Errol Hawani show. He was just saying that down at uh, the American Kickboxing Academy, they've got five guys that are on their way up, including Khabib's brother. Um, Russians? Trying to get champions. Uh, not all Russians. I think like four Russians. Oh, basically all. All Russians, basically. So, uh, And they're all cousins of Khabib, most likely. <laughs> go for AK. They're all killers. They're all killers down there. They are, for sure. So, Leon Edwards was, well, he was offered the whole, a lot of fights. He was first offered Woodley. He declined that fight. For what reason? I have no idea. And then he was offered the title shot in on Fight Island in July. He said he wasn't been, hasn't been training because of COVID. So, he, he denied that fight. Isn't that crazy? And then he was offered the Wonder Boy fight. Denied that fight. He said he wanted... He wanted a shot at the title. And then he was given a shot at our wolf assassin, Jemayev. And he declined that fight. So the UFC did what the UFC does, Nick. Gone. Out. They took him off the rankings like a savage. They said, hey, you need to fight or you ain't having your spot. So they took him off. Snip, snip, snip. He's done. And then they told him, hey. Are you going to fight Shemaev? And then he said, well, they, first they took him off the rankings. And then he tweeted out, I can't believe this. They took me off the rankings. Shemaev, are you still on? He knows it's the only way back in. And Shemaev obviously said, hell yeah, brother. So I've that's been now here a main, It's now a main event, December 19th, baby. Awesome. Let's go. That is so exciting. Now... This is kind of a lose-lose for uh, Leon Edwards because if he does not show up versus the Wolf Assassin, if he doesn't look good against him, he's not getting a title shot for a while. He's going to have to go on another run. He's going to have to be active. Now, if he just wins but not very convincingly, do you think the UFC is going to give him a chance at the title? Because that's where he thought he was at before. And they gave him a shot. He just didn't take it because he said he hasn't been training because of COVID. So if he beats the Wolf, Hazmat Chimaev. You mean if he beats the guy that no one wants to fight? If he beats the Wolf, Hazmat Chimaev, the guy that nobody wants to fight because he's not even ranked. Yeah, they'll give it to him. Do you think? But say it's not very convincingly. Say it's just like a win by decision and he just there is no grinds it out. Chimaev. There is no decision. He grinds it out. There's no. We'll see what happens, but I could stand corrected, but I don't think that no one's going to grind anything out with So Shemayev. you think Leon Edwards is going to lose that fight? Why Why wouldn't he fight Woodley? I don't understand that. That seems like an easy fight now. I don't know. He wanted a shot at the title. He was He was at... He was at Apparently he was, not. He, didn't he was one, one or two in the rankings before he got taken off. Taken off. And I think he was one. He was, he was the number one contender. And what happened was... Um, he didn't take the shot against Woodley for whatever reason. I think he was hurt or something. And then um, Gilbert Burns stepped in there, looked really good against Woodley, and then he gave it. He was given a shot at the title. Yeah. So Leon should have just did that. He would have got a shot at the title. Yeah. I mean, he, he thought he, but he wanted a shot at the title right away because he was in the number one spot. So he basically was saying I was treated poorly, and. They didn't want to give him his dues. If he's going to refuse to fight, he should have been removed. And honestly, I, I don't think that if the UFC should have reinstated him so quickly. I think they should have. Well, after he accepted the fight, they said, okay, we'll give you back. We'll put you back. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no. just just refuse well, everything and then nothing happened. It was right? funny. It was like, oh, I'm off the ra- rankings. I guess I have to find an unranked guy in Chemayev. <laughs> Sounds like a bunch of BS to me. So, But listen to this, though. So Chemayev wins. Well, that, that means he has a shot at the title now. He's already... That means he has a shot at the title. Yeah, I mean, he... He'll be 10-0 after that, and he, he, should he gets be, a shot at the title then. He, he versus should, Usman? I don't think he should get a shot at the title. He although, will, though. He Mar- will get 100%. He will get a shot at the title, if I believe. If you remember us going back two, three podcasts later, when Chamaya starts making the scene, I said, give him Usman. Give him these guys, because he deserves them. Because no <laughs> one wants to fight him. He's not even ranked yet, Nick. You no. can't just jump everyone when you're not even ranked. If you beat the second or third. Again, like I said, I don't think that he should get a shot at the title. I think he should have to beat Leon Edwards. Yes. And maybe beat someone else. 
strength and then get the shot. I don't think that he's in with Dana now. He was Dana's number one. Definitely in with Dana. Yeah, he was Dana's like entourage the whole Fight Island. Yeah, this whole Fight Island. So if anyone's gonna get it, it's gonna be Chimaev. So, but I also want to see him at one eighty five as well. So I think he should uh, do the double champ. But I don't think he will. Don't worry. Just sit back patiently. He will. See, they're moving him too fast because if he loses to Leon Edwards, I'm going to be mad. But there's a He's big not chance. Going to. <laughs> he was at first. He was the. Uh, he wasn't the betting favorite. Leon was, and now the odds switched, and he is now the betting favorite against Leon Edwards, the the guy with the most consecutive wins in the welterweight division. That's kind of uh, strange. Dude, just like everyone. How else. everyone's just hopping on Shamayev's dick when they don't even see the body of work that uh, Leon's putting in. So. Also, um, Dana said before they even made the Leon Edwards fight that they were looking at Weidman for January. And then he said, yeah, uh, Chimaev will probably fight in December and then he'll fight again in January and everyone will get pissed off again. So if Dana makes the Leon Edwards fight, he wins that and then they make the Weidman fight, he could be possibly a contender both. He could be a number one contender in both weight classes. And I want to see it. And I want to see it. I'm sure that's going to happen. Like I said before, he's going to be maybe not a double champ, but double contender for sure. He already is, and he hasn't fought anyone yet. <laughs> so Leon needs to help himself out. He needs to train like a madman right now, and he needs to put in the work. And he needs to take this wolf of Safin down. Um, this is a win-win for Chimaev. Even if he loses, he was supposed to lose. You know, um, It's kind of a lose-lose for uh, Leon Edwards. Yep. So uh, Edwards, I'm rooting for you, man. When you're that much of a killer like Chimaev. I'm rooting for you, so stop taking stop not taking fights and get out there and prove yourself. Edwards, once I'm again. not rooting for you. I want Chimaev to kill you. <laughs> not kill you, but brutally pound you into the mat. And so. it's probably more likely than not, because Leon hasn't been accepting fights, so why is he running scared? Dude, Chimaev is And Chimaev says, He's Why do people want to run? This is we we are fighters. Fight. Yep. Fight. He's always ready. And he said, he's like, Dana, let's put on for the fans. Let's fight three times in one night like the old school UFC. Bring it back. (laughs) I want to see it as well. I'm sure we'll probably see that. We'll probably see that before he's gone. Good for him. He's a a killer. Good for him and bad for everyone else on the planet besides the fans. All the other fighters are running scared, man. He's the hottest MMA fighter right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's good. Good, good, good. I want to go back in time a little bit. Exactly one year ago. Do you remember what happened one year ago exactly? What happened one year ago, Nick? Exactly one year ago, old funky Ben Askren bowed mm. out of the UFC after he, lo- after he lost Damian Maya. And I'll tell you what, one year ago. D- Damian Maya? Yeah. They- oh, this he renounced his retirement after he got fucked up by Damian Maya, and then he knew mm. he wasn't the number one grappler in the UFC. It was a good fight, but exactly one year to go today, so... You would have thought he would have retired after that uh, six-second knockout by Jorge. The fastest <laughs> knockout in UFC history. And Ben Asker is on the losing end of that. But good for him, and shout-out to his podcast because it's popping. So want to talk about our fights um, and our best bets. Of course, they all hit because we bang. are the men that have the best bets. So come here for all your best bets, people, and stay tuned for more coming at you. We'll talk about that a little later, but let's talk about the card. So our best bets, who did we bet in the beginning? Oh, our boy. And not only did our boy win, he won the fight bonus as well. Performance of the night. We knew this was going to be a Casey Kenny, son. We knew Nathaniel. I was nervous for him Kenny a little bit. Scrap. I was nervous for him. I was too. Nathaniel I mean, went- it was back and forth. And you could have you could have made a case for Nathaniel Wood. Beautiful striking game, I think. He, His he leg kicks were in. crazy, and um, Casey Kenny was just taking them. Yeah, Casey Kenny's tough. But then Casey Kenny was giving him body kicks the whole time, too. He was going back to that body. If you're exchanging, you want to be the last person to exchange. And I think that's what won, that's what won Casey the bout for him. He was unanimous, and uh, I was a little nervous. I thought it was going to be a split decision. Um, Casey, I had him winning, but I'm biased. So I could have saw new people uh, getting Daniel Wood to win as well. Mm-hmm. But both those fighters. I'm glad to see that they both got paid. And uh, they put on a performance for us. That's for sure. Performance of the night. And I don't know if Casey's ranked or not, but he should be. He's getting up there, man. Yeah. He is getting up there. He's, He's a star. He is a star in the making. That's for sure. And their their output was crazy. They had cardio for days. He trains with Sean O'Malley. Oh, does he really? He trains with Sean O'Malley. Are you sure about that? Kendrick's Matrix. 
The Visa Matrix. So he's hat? out of Arizona. Hmm, that makes sense. He he does. He is from Arizona. Okay. Castle, Indiana, and because Sean O'Malley lives in Arizona as well. So okay, yeah, I can see that. Sean O'Malley's a one thirty-five or two. So Casey. Okay, Kenny? Casey Kenny was our bet. We nailed that one, and then moving forward to the prelim main event, Taya Bam Bam Tavasa, our boy, drinking liquid out of the shoe. The shoey's might. The shoey might, and. He won it in fashion. How'd he win it? TKO, baby. Stefan Schrube was no match. I think it was a first round knockout, I believe. At the very end of round one, with one second to spare, the ref came in and stopped the bout. Because and they said, hey, no more strikes. Let this guy have the win. It was brutal. He, he cut the distance, went in, and just destroyed the big man. And he was fighting for his job, so I knew he was going to win this one. So I said, hey. Bet on that man. And not only that, he's the kind of bloke you want to have a beer with. Mm-hmm. A and showy, then, as he says. And then he went to the Nelk boys afterwards, let him spit. They all sp- around the corner, not all in a circle. The spit is. They spit in his shoe. His dinosaur. And then they said. poured a beer in it. And dinosaur. And then he chugged it. Ugh. And then he did it back in his room. I don't know. I think that's his favorite bev- beverage. Get the man a cup. He's been doing it from day one. He even did it with uh, Big Brown, Brendan Schaub. I saw on his podcast from years awesome. back he did it. Did it on his pod. So he even got him to spit in it too. So he likes people spitting in his shoe and drinking some brews out of it. I don't know what that's about, but the guy is a hoot. I'll tell you that much. He was training with GC before this fight, and uh, yeah, it showed. Maybe they all have clean new shoes or something. No, he takes literally takes their shoe off, and you hock a loogie into it. To make sure it's sanitary, I guess, because that's about the grossest thing. It's in there. The alcohol sanitizes it, like you said, so nothing hurt there. But it's good to see him back on the win column. Three-fight loose streak that he was on. Tavasa, congratulations. Yep, we like him. He's funny, and he's uh, from down under. But his, uh, his uh, Australian countryman... Whitaker, the Reaper Whitaker, also won. Now he's back in the win column as well. He looked like he had the most two, fun. Two wins in a row. The most fun there. You know, it seemed like the audience had the most fun because he was so relaxed in the pre-fight interviews, making jokes, having a good time. He was. He really was. After he beat. After he beat uh, the Killer Gorilla. Cannoneer. Yes. So I that was, was for the number one contender spot. So I think he deserves another shot at the title. With this well, he said. Well, he the last two fights, he has shown a different side of his striking. He hasn't rushed in there like he normally does. He usually does those rushes in there, and he hasn't done those the last two fights. He's waited more, been a little more patient with his striking, and picked the guy apart a little more. Now, the Israel Adesanya fight, he was, like I said, he was not patient, and he rushed in there after him. So maybe he can bring a different style, bring his new patient style, maybe even try to take him down a little more. But it's going to be hard to take him down. Do I think Israel will win again? Yes. Will it be a closer fight the second time? I think it will be, though. So Unfortunately, I'm going to say the opposite because I think that Izzy's going to kill me even faster. Because what I saw, and, and Whitaker's great. He's a great fighter. Um, really the best besides Izzy. But what I saw was a very telltale. His jab, and he, he covers distance, man. He steps into it. He's his his lead foot is in between his opponent's foot as he jabs, which is a great powerful jab. But is he just going to duck and counter? Mm. And that's I mm. think it's going to be even faster now. Don't get me wrong. This I could be wrong, but from what I saw against him uh, facing Cannoneer, I believe that he's very much telltale still and doesn't really have much uh, new tricks in in the bag. If that makes any sense. Well, his new tricks are just his his mentality switching a little bit he's more mature in, inside the octagon and he uh you know waits for his opponent to make a mistake other than just rushing in there and trying to finish the fight off the get-go that's his more mature attitude now israel on the other hand said he didn't really want to fight him because he already knocked him out and he has nothing to prove about that so we'll see what the ufc wants to do because fighting jan Bohovic is still on the table and uh if Israel Adesanya goes up and fights him, that would be a great fight too. And say say he Israel goes up and fights him, wins that fight. You know what's going to happen next? 
John Jones is going to be fighting him next. That's what's going to be happening. I mean, that already needs to happen. Like we said last podcast, I think they well, need to get on the Well, we top. know what's happening with that. Israel's skirting John Jones because, quite frankly, uh, it's funny. he's afraid. I would be afraid, too, and I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's a smaller guy. and he he's, gets, he's just poking the lion right now. He's just poking the lion with a stick. That's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, John John just needs to stay focused on what he needs to do. He needs to go to heavyweight, get Jack, get huge, fight someone. Well, like they need Francis to make that Ngannou fight before anything happens. They need to make the Stipe N- Francis Ngannou fight before John can even go to heavyweight because John is not going to just take a heavyweight fight. He's going to fight for the title, and that's it. So he's waiting for Stipe. He's either waiting for Stipe Ngannou, either that going to happen. Stipe really just wants John Jones. That's what Stipe wants. But, uh, like I said, the UFC, whatever the UFC says, usually goes. But uh, if if it gets enough fans around it, they can always change it. But I don't know. Stipe said he wants John Jones. He doesn't want Francis Ngannou. But he said he was willing to fight anyone. So it, I don't know. Stipe or uh, Francis Ngannou wanted to fight in December, but it looks like that's not going to happen. But Dana said Francis Ngannou is next up. So I don't know. Hard to say. It's Hard to puzzling say. to me why they're it not is. pushing The you. UFC has a lot of uh, good problems on their hands. Mm. A lot of good problems. <laughs> yeah, Business they, is a booming. They can't make enough money <laughs> fast enough. It's, right? it's insane. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's all up to Izzy. If, if Izzy bounces up, that'll be great for John. I don't think he's going to. I don't think he is either unless he doesn't. Unless he wants to fight Whitaker, which if Australia has fans, which they do, you can fight in Australia and make – a good nut. Yeah, just dumb easy to make money there. I mean, have well, another... yeah, two Australian fighters. Of course, it's going to be sold out in seconds. Wasn't that the biggest, the biggest UFC uh, of attendance? all time? Yeah, yeah, and a huge, a, a huge soccer field or something like that. Like over a hundred thousand people watched that. I don't think it was that much, Nick. I it do not huge. think it was like sixty thousand. Okay, I'll but look yes, that one up. look it up now. So why he's looking that up? Um me personally, I think uh, Whitaker versus Israel Asanya will happen in February to March time range. And then after that, Israel will probably bounce up to light heavyweight and fight Jan or possibly John Jones if John Jones hasn't fought yet. Because John Jones will be definitely be calling him out if he beats Whitaker again. That's for damn sure. But, uh,. The UFC has so many good problems on their hands. They have so many options for so many fighters. Now, uh, what do you do with uh, Cannoneer, though? Cannoneer, he, he's a tough motherfucker. Like, he didn't he didn't get knocked out or TKO'd, and he easily could have took the easy way out and just stopped fighting. And then, he honestly, he knocked Whitaker down in the third round, too. So if he would have kept going, if that would have been a five-round fight, Cannoneer could have came on. Exactly. It could have been a different fight at five rounds. And by the way, you were correct. It was 57,000 attended and it broke a record too in Marvel Stadium, Australia. But like you said, uh, a five-round fight would have been completely different. Uh, well, yeah, Cannoneer was coming been. on in the third round. He really was. Well, he got he got he basically got knocked out, right? I and mean, when you're stumbling in the third round. He was getting TKO'd. The fight could have then, been stopped. Well, no, he was he didn't get knocked out or anything. He I got, think he was he fighting. Fell. He fell on the I don't think like I don't think that's that would have been an early stoppage. I it think he was good. I think he was good, stoppage. which he was good. And it showed because when it went back to the feet, he knocked Whitaker down. Didn't he knock him down? I believe so. So there we go. Hmm. If it was a five-round fight, and then Whitaker, he did admit, too, that he took the rest of the round off. He saw. He looked up at the clock, and he said, thank God this is not a five-round fight because <laughs> my cardio is not feeling good right now. So, yeah, that could have been completely different then. And he said his secret sauce is drinking a bunch of caffeine before coffee, to be honest. <laughs> so coffee or caffeine does kick the, uh, the snot out of stones, out of special stones and energy. Our oh. boy Volkov, wow. Not only did he have a bitchin' samurai tattoo that he recently showed off. Dope. He showed off his striking game that has looked better than ever. Yeah, it was know? really good against Walt Harris. He killed the man. Killed the man. He did the old... I'm going to hit you in the gut. You're going to tense up, and it's going to look like a nut shot. Good thing. Shout out to that ref for not stopping it via nut shot because the (laughs) commentators, see, everyone thought it was a nut shot. I personally did not think it was. The the, uh, commentators did. They're like, oh, that could have been a nut shot. DC was like, it's a nut shot. 
and they looked at the replays, and it was not. He just tensed up because he hit him with a really good shot, Oof. and that's all she wrote, folks. Good for Volkanov to get back in that win column, and uh, yeah, he's he's definitely going to be in the top. We're going to break the top top five after that. He was seven. Mm-hmm. He was ranked seven. Yeah, he's an exciting fighter. I can't wait for his next fight. He That'd is an awesome. exciting fighter. So yeah, uh, Walt Harris could not deal with his range. That's for sure. We feel bad for Walt Harris, but I'm sure I get do back feel bad for Walt Harris. Fight. He should have used more of a grappling. You know, he got cocky on the feet. Volkov's a good fighter, man. Volkov is one of those fucking Russian assassins. He really is. Yep. So that look for ba- Walt Harris. And that samurai back tat was looking bitching. Mm-hmm. I will say it was very nice. Very nice. So yeah, that was another best bet that we got. And then, of course, the main event. And we already talked about the main event. So, yeah. uh, lots lots of shit happening in the UFC. The UFC is looking better than ever. I think, to be honest, are they not the number one COVID kid right now? The COVID sport? Yeah. I been. think they were the number one in the COVID, COVID era. Mm-hmm. Like, By far. Out of all the sports... I think the UFC did it the best, to be honest. I don't think the UFC slowed down. I think they actually sped up. Put That's the, what I'm saying. Put the pedal to the metal and, yeah. and started kicking out these events, kicking out these events every yep. week. Oh, we're in heaven right now. Right? Fights every fights week. Fights every week. Love it. And then when you get the contender series, you have multiple fights every week. So that's about to kick off again. And shout, shout out to contender series because we got some killers in there that are just trying to get that, that contract, you know? So, uh, yeah, what else is happening in the world of... MMA. Oh, something weird, something different, something new to talk about. Be Frank Mir's daughter. Frank Mir's daughter Ooh. made her her uh, Bellator debut and with a W, a nice win. Not only did she make a W in her first amateur fight, she's only seventeen years old. She's a killer. She's a stud. And Frank Mir says he's going to be the goat of the woman. So he said, "Wait for this girl," and he's going to. She's going to. Tra- he's going to train her. So, I mean. I'm excited to see her progress in the future. She would weigh in and wrestle against boys in wrestling tournaments and beat them all. So, I mean, th- that tells you right there. She's a killer. Yep. It's and awesome. her striking, I was watching her hit the gloves with him, and it's looking pretty sharp, yeah. I will add. She's only 17, so, yep. yeah, shout out to Frank Mir's daughter. Wait and see that. She's going to grow into a, hell yeah. another contender. Hell yeah. Probably a champ. Yeah, hell yeah. She may be the one to knock, knock off Amanda Nunes well, years from now. By then, Amanda Nunes will be retired, I'm sure. She'll be old hanging on to that belt yep. with her hands. But, uh, yeah, so we talked about France and Ghana not fighting. Does that happen? Oh, that fight was never confirmed. Yes, we know. But Stipe doesn't really necessarily want it, but Francis does. And Dana said that he does want that fight. John Jones, of course, wants it. So it's a three-way love triangle, and no one knows what's going to happen. Dana White has a lot on his plate. So we'll see what happens Tuesday if anything gets announced. Yeah, Dana has so much money to make, he can't make it fast enough. He cannot make it fast enough. He's dealing with all these egos, and he's just trying not to piss off too many people. Leon Edwards is uh, one of those guys. Also, Dana recently said uh, he was asked who was the worst fighter he's ever dealt with or like had problems with, and I was expecting him to say Tito Ortiz. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Because Tito said, fuck Dana White shirt, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, but no, uh, there's someone worse? Oh, I guess he wasn't thinking of the past. He was probably thinking present. And he said, our boy, Woodley, T. Wood. He said, Woodley is, the, he's like, everyone thinks I hate him, but I actually don't. It's just, we always struggle with him. It's always something. He's always asking for something, and he's always like, you know, being too much. He's not just, I don't know. And he's like, he was a great looking kid. He has all the aesthetics. He had that powerful right hand, except I, I wanted him to do more as a champion. He would never do what I wanted them to do. So just, I wasn't expecting him to say Woodley. So that's weird. He's just not delivering. I think, I think yeah. Tyrone's a guy that, okay, he got the belt and he just tried to hang on to it and not really have to do anything and make yeah. people take it. And people, they went up and took it. it they went up and took it. And, uh, R.I.P. Woodley's rib, so I don't know when we're going to see him back. I think he should just get one more win from an unranked guy <laughs> yeah. and get out of there. Out of That's him. what I think. Yeah, it's it's honestly sad watching him. Right? Because he like look where he came from. It's like, ah oh, man, and he hasn't been through so many wars. 
But yeah. recently, he's just getting teed off on. It's because so. he's a lack of fire on his part, I think. Yeah. That's all it is. He doesn't have any drive anymore, nope. any more motivation now that he lost the title. Yeah. And even in the Usman fight, I felt like that, though, too. I felt like he was just, like, looking at himself fight. That was the first time I saw notice that he was just not he, delivering. He didn't, he didn't seem like up. himself that fight. He just didn't. He didn't. Like, he keeps just waiting to swing. It's like, dude, you can't wait. You have to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. So. It's frustrating, man. It is frustrating. Especially where he came from, you know. He was so good in the past. So. It came out that Irene Aldana actually fought with a broken foot. Ooh, I did see that. Also, Jesus, I don't know why we didn't announce this earlier. Khabib was actually fighting with a broken foot. Yeah, multiple things happened. Khabib was fighting with a broken foot and a broken heart. I'll tell you that much, folks. (laughs) I heard it was a broken toe. Not on a foot, but a toe. Well, either way, let me break your toe and see how it's worse, to be honest. Let me let let you wrestle on a broken toe. How's that going to feel? It would be terrible. It would be absolutely terrible, man. And I was watching some of the pre-fight, you know, like the backstage stuff. I think he might have been limping. He may have been limping. So oh, it wow. Might've, it might have been pretty bad. Oh, but wow. He's not the kind of guy to say, hey, I can't take the I fight. I believe it. He's going to go out there and fight and do the best he can because it doesn't matter if his arm's broken. He's still going to win the fight somehow. So the arena girl, Arena Adanya, the girl who fought Holly Holm recently, broke her foot previous to the fight. And she went out there. And that's why she wasn't throwing any kicks, apparently. It makes mm. sense now. So she was just waiting to get paid so she could pay for her surgery, it looks like. That's a bummer. Which wow. is a bummer because the UFC definitely needs to pay their fighters more. We got we always going back to this. This is a theme here on our pod here, folks. Insurance and everything. They need to well, yeah, they don't have any health insurance. And uh of course the UFC does pay for their surgeries and everything once they fight, but it's just still sad that they can't pay for any of their injuries until after they fight. Mm-hmm. That is sad. Just sad. So they definitely need to make more, especially how much the UFC's been making recently. Chimaev asked to fight three people in one night. Oh, yeah, he does. I already said that earlier, if He's you at, remember. Oh, yeah, he did say that. He part. wants to <laughs> fight the old school UFC one days, the horse Gracie way. You know, you just fight everyone tournament style in one night. And fight Leon Edwards and another person in one night. So that'd be great to see. So another little tidbit. Uh, Zabit. We haven't seen for a while. Zabit is going to fight Yair Rodriguez. <laughs> yes, he's slated to fight him. It, it's not a done deal yet, but I think, oh, it might be a done deal, actually. I think they're fighting in December. It might be the same card as uh, Zabit or Chemaev's fight. That's going to be such a good fight again. Let's see if that's what they're doing, but I don't know. I'm sure we'll find out shortly. Right after we upload this, it'll probably be coming out. Well, I'll figure it out right now. We'll break some news for you guys. I love Twitter, man. All the back and forth, like when uh, Chris Weidman was being a little biatch. Against uh, Chimaev not taking the fight. And then he did say he was going to take it then, too. Durham works to do that. Narfu Vittori called him out and said, hey, man, you're a bitch. Well, you know why he did that, right? You know why he called him a bitch? Why is that? Because he said, you didn't want to fight me. He was calling him a bitch because he didn't want to fight him. And the only reason he was calling him a bitch was because he's salty because he didn't fight him. And he wants to fight Chimaev now. Weidman wants to fight Chimaev now. Okay. So he's like, oh, you're not fighting me. You're fighting Chimaev. You're a bitch. Because you're scared to fight me. So he's just mad because he's not getting the payday from Weidman. Is mm. basically what it comes down to. Mm. Nice. Marlon Marais fight in December. I don't know if you know. Is that December 19th as well? Marlon Marais? Oh, he is having a quick turnaround. I did see that Anthony Smith is also fighting here soon after he had a couple of lackluster performances recently. Hopefully he gets back in the win column. Who is he fighting? Nick? Devin Clark, I believe, right? Mm. Yeah, Anthony Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith fights Devin Clark November 28th. Okay. Number so finally, he's going to get a nobody. Finally, he's going to get a W. <laughs> probably a hard-fought decision so if I know We should probably bet on him this time. Yeah. He had a top contender. Well, not top contender, but the guy that's definitely trending up for sure. The guy that he just fought. And, man, those leg kicks just... He couldn't do it after a couple of them. Yeah, that was rough to watch. <laughs> he really was. He's like shin on shin action there. He bro. just didn't want to be out there. He's just like, okay, just end this fight early. I'm trying to get a payday. <laughs> this too. How about our boy, uh, the Brazilian cowboy, Alexander? You mean our biggest letdown? Oliveira. Cowboy Oliveira was our biggest letdown. I think, yes, he was. Year. But we now the know. Kazakhstan assassin. 
It's the real deal. He's the real deal. He's 13-0 and 0 now, folks. He can't speak a lick of English, but he can speak some hands to the face, and he choked him out. He choked out a Brazilian black belt specialist. Wow. That he, was impressive to see. It was awesome. He can wear the hell out of that hat, too. Yes. The hell out of it. He can wear dead carcasses on his head at all he wants I think after he killed, that win. He killed that animal on the way over. And on his bare that. hands, probably. Yeah. He just, just slapped it on his head and then put a flag on, and he's like, he's awesome. Fuck this guy up. He seems like he's a nice guy, too. But He does. But an absolute master at his craft. Also, the rematch between Makadov and Ian... Ion something something mm-hmm. something something. That the was Hulk. a fun. That was a really fun fight to watch. And, and Makadov, I'll tell you this much: he's the real deal, folks. He did the old one, two, three in your face, and it put Ion the Hulk out for the fucking count. Down. He stiffened him up, and that's all she wrote. That was a clean knockout, and he's a true contender now. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, I think, he was ranked seventh before then at two hundred five. And now he is going to be in the top five for sure after that win. He's in the mix. He's in the mix for sure at 205. And 205 isn't that deep, so that Russian's going to be right back up there. The Russians are taking the game over. They really are. They said, hey, we can make money from fighting. I fight for my life every day in <laughs> motherland Russia. Since high school. <laughs> <laughs> Since I was born. So basically this fight card was pretty awesome. Uh, it delivered. I don't know. Uh, what do you put it out of 10? We always rank them. Out of 10, what would you say it is? So if I would rank this event yeah. out of 10, mm-hmm. it was really good. It was really, really good. There were probably three, four guillotines and a few knockouts. Uh, one draw, which I thought was a respectable, nice draw with a smiling... Uh, smiling Sam Alvey. Smiling Sam Alvey. He's a veteran. Don't blink. He's a veteran. Um, I'm going to give it an 8. Point three, an 8.3 out of 10 because it was a really good that was a curveball nick i'm gonna give an 8.5 8.5 i almost went there i'm gonna give an 8.5 i almost went so it was a definitely step up from the last card for sure but Mm -hmm. we still two two cards ago that was probably the best card of the year and no one even heard about it and it was that fight night which one was that? The uh, it was the uh, six or seven or nine knockouts in a row, <laughs> <laughs> where there were just loads of commercials. UFC was like, "This is great. Let's just get these commercials." In. It was the fight night before uh, Ortega Zombie. That was like the best card of the year. Oh, that was Holly, right? Holly and Aldana. Oh yeah, was it? So Holly and Aldana went the distance. That was like the only fight to go the distance that <laughs> night, and it was it was fun to watch. That was great. Yeah, that was a good fight card, man. That was probably the best one, too, because everyone didn't know anybody, and we're like, this is going to suck. And it shocked everyone. We're like, this is so good. It's amazing, yep. Because people just want to get out there and earn it, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true, too. You're right. When when you don't know people's names, that's when they want to make a statement, you know, make their name known. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, Very good step up. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be tops next week. What do we got next week going on? Let's look at the fights next week, Nick. Who's our best bet segment? Best bets. Bam, let's check Come it out. Come Silva, Anderson Silva, Anderson the Spider Silva. He's on a lot of people's Mount Rushmore's, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Versus Leon Hall. And it's notable, very notable, this is Anderson Silva's last fight. He announced, Dana White too, announced that this would be his retirement fight. And he is 45. Now, I probably only believe Khabib and Anderson Silva when they say they're going to retire because well, they probably will. Mm, Anderson Silva, this will probably be his last fight in the UFC. Will he still fight? Yes, he will, folks. Probably right. Yes, he will in Brazil. I'm sure you can find him somewhere fighting <laughs> in a cage somewhere. It's amazing. <laughs> probably for like 100 bucks or whatever, but he's going to do it. So, he so we, got, one. we got Bobby Green. Ooh, Bobby Green back on OG the OG Bobby Green. Wow. And then we got our boy... Who likes to fuck bitches up? No way. And throw them on a bed of automatic r- rifles. Greg Hardy's fight on this card. Greg Hardy, wow. you nailed it, Nick. Greg wow. Hardy. And then we got our boy Kevin Holland. Ooh. He's fighting a Russian. Okay, G- Kevin Holland went. Wow. Yeah. We got Bryce Mitchell. He's up. He's a new up and comer. So we're gonna bet on some favorites here, folks. I'm gonna be real with you. Tiago Mahoz Mahozes versus. Bobby Green. We're going to go with Bobby Green. 
Yeah. I don't know what the odds are there, but we're gonna we're gonna go with Bobby don't Green. Don't even care. Bobby Green. Um, Maurice Green versus Greg Hardy. That's gonna be a pretty good fight because I've seen Maurice Green fight before. Have you? Yeah, I have. I have, and I, honestly, Greg Hardy's probably gonna lose that. Yeah, dude. And Greg Hardy's the heavy favorite. I'm not gonna touch that fight because I Greg Hardy might he should needs win. win. Greg Hardy needs a win. He's gonna win. He's a heavy favorite in that fight. He's like a minus three hundred. But Holland is a good bet. Yep, bet on Holland. But he's fighting a Russian, so we'll see how that goes. And then Bryce Mitchell, he's an also good bet. And then obviously Uriah Hall is a good bet. But I would like to see see, I'm gonna bet I'm gonna bet Uriah Hall, but I'm gonna bet Uriah Hall. He's probably the best bet of the night. That's like easy money. But my heart tells me I want Anderson Silva to win. I, I want also, him to ride off yeah. in the sunset with a win, you know? I also want him in the to retirement. Ride. But Best bet of the night is Uriah Hall, folks. So bet your house mortgage on Uriah Hall. All right, we have some uh, odds for you, folks. Let's see these odds. So Bryce Mitchell, bet on him. He's a minus one seventy two favorite. Put some put some dough on him. Kevin Holland, he's a minus one seventy six. Put some dough on him. We're gonna look into this Muradov guy. I don't think you need to. Kevin Holland is good enough. And then we're gonna Courtney Casey. Ah. Do not bet on her because <laughs> that Brazilian might beat her. And then, oh, Bobby Green. Bobby Green's looking better than ever. Mm-hmm. He's fighting a Brazilian, but hopefully he just walks the Brazilian down and mean mugs him like he does to all his opponents. Yeah. Minus 265. We're going to take him anyways. Green knockout. Greg Hardy, see, minus 300. So I might, our underdog better than the week might be Marie Green. What do you think, Nick? That's probably We're going to have to look into Marie Green bet. a little bit. Yeah, that's probably a smart underdog bet because Dan Hardy has been known to disappoint. He's old. Yeah. Uriah Hall should win this one, but you know how it goes. It's a fight game. It's always a f- flip of the coin. I don't know, man. Makhmum Muradov hasn't lost since December 18, 2016. Yeah, this is a hard fight for him, I'm trying to tell you. TKO, TKOs, KOs. Oh, uh, shit. He's a killer. Yeah, he's going to lose. By by he I mean Kevin Holland, <laughs> sixteen and one in K in KOs and TKOs. So he's is this his debut. Killer. All right, I mean Kevin Holland's fought some good people though recently. I'm still gonna give it to Kevin Holland, man. I don't think Kevin Holland get knocked out. I know you're looking at me crazy, but I, I think the I, guy is gonna win versus Holland. I think the Russian is gonna win. Actually, he's Ukrainian, I believe. Uzbekistan, I think. UCB. Okay, Uzbekistan. Never heard of it. You know, it's all the it's all Russian over there. The USSR. The USSR. Whatever. He's gonna be. That's a good underdog bet right there. Yeah. What are the odds on that one? The odds are. Plus one forty two to minus one seventy. So it's almost it's all, it's a pretty close fight. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be a good one. Probably fight of the night. Because Kevin Holland's not going to give up, and this this guy's probably not going to give up either. If Kevin Holland doesn't get gassed, he'll win. But you know, you know, Russians, Uzbekistanians, they don't get gassed. They don't get gassed. Bryce Mitchell for sure. All right, so we with our our best bets for this next event, we've got Bryce Mitchell. Yep. Uriah Hall. Yep. So are we betting on? We got to see who Maurice Green has fought recently. Once you told me that Rashad Evans is Greg Hardy's corner, I, oh. Greg Hardy's going to have too much oomph behind him, I think. And it's Greg Hardy. He hits like a shit brick house. Mm-hmm. Now, so, he does disappoint, but I don't think he's going to disappoint with uh, Rashad no. Evans there. No, and he knocked out someone recently too, I believe. That's what I'm saying. So I'm not going to put money on th- minus 300, though. That's not even a good enough bet. Minus 300, you're not going to make anything. You make it so Bobby Green. We definitely got Bobby Green. Okay. So we we're taking all the favorites again. <laughs> we're taking Bryce Mitchell, Bobby Green, and Uriah Hall. And if you want Cal- Kevin Holland, should we just put roll Kevin hey, Holland I'm gonna, out there? I'm gonna make some money and do uh, Muradov. Yeah, Muradov. Okay, with the upset against Kevin Holland. Here, here, folks. Our best, our our underdog of the re- week is the guy that's facing Kevin Holland, Makamud Muradov. Plus. 142. So he's a good bet. He knocks a lot of motherfuckers out. So that's going to be a great fight. It's probably going to be the fight of the night. Probably is. Probably, yeah. That's a good safe bet. I wish you could bet if it's going to be the fight of the night or not. Both that would be the gonna, good bet. Yeah, that's They're going to be banging out there. And I'm going to be disappointed if I bet against my boy. 
But you know what? Sometimes you got to make money. Because remember, <laughs> scared money don't make money, folks. There you go. So put your bets in. Our best bets, again, are Bryce Mitchell, Bobby Green, Makamud Muradov, and, of course, the main event, Uriah Hall. So, uh, let's look. What are we now? I think we're 13-4 and four now. So, that, we did pretty good. And I would have bet on Khabib, to be honest, but you weren't going to make much money. Put your bets in and stay tuned for next week. Okay, we're going to keep looking at these topics, keep getting the latest info, the latest everything, and we're going to stay on top of it for you. So, come in, stay tuned next week. For more fight news and octagon updates. Yeah, yeah. Highly, this has been Highly Misinformed. Don't forget to comment, like, subscribe. Let us know what we can do better. This has been Highly Misinformed, and we're out. So don't forget to put your bets in, guys. We're now 13-3. and three. We're on a roll right now. Tail us or fade us if you want. Let us know down below in the comments if you're making money. Don't forget to uh, use our links down below. We got them working again. And, uh, yeah, you can use our uh, headset and our headgear, anything you would like. Also, you can get a free trial to Amazon Prime for a month. Cancel that motherfucker if you want. But, hey, I think you should keep it. Still got mine. Amazon Prime is nice. There's a lot of shit on Prime. You You get free audibles, even. Did you know that? Audibles, movies, videos, free shipping. Free shipping. Forget about it. Forget about it. So, yeah, use our links below if you care. Uh, Write some nasty messages to us. Love the nasties. Love the nasties. Thumbs up. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Spotify as well. Leave Leave us a comment. Don't forget to subscribe. Thumbs up. Like it all. This has been Highly Misinformed. Thanks for hanging out, guys. And we're out. Peace.